This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to the program. A little later on, we're going to be joined by Margaret May. She's the vice president of the Fort St. John Arts Council. And we're going to be talking a bit about the impact that Sue Popescu has had on this community. Uh, She passed away just about two years ago, and uh, she's receiving posthumously the freedom of the city of Fort St. John at the Remembering Sue ceremony that's happening tomorrow at the North Peace Cultural Center. So we'll be talking a bit about that in just a few minutes. But first, it's been a long session of Parliament that's not quite wrapped up, but pretty close. And uh, so uh, summer break will be coming up for our MPs shortly. So to talk about that and, of course, the Conservative leadership race that's underway, we're joined now by our MP for Prince George Peace River Northern Rockies, Bob Zimmer. Bob, so nice to have you in person in the studio for the first time in years. Good to be home once again. So good <laughs> to be here. And uh, it's, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I guess it has been, eh? Right. I was thinking yeah. that I think you were my first guest when I did this show because we were running for re-election in yeah, 2019. Nice. And since then, every time you've been via video because of COVID or travel or whatever. Yeah. So it's good to see no, you. Good to person. be back. Thank you. Uh, We're going to get this uh, started with gun control, of course, because that's the hot topic right now. Um, The Liberals have uh, put out a new bill that the NDP say they're going to support, of course, because of their uh, confidence and supply agreement that would freeze the import, buying and selling and transferring of handguns. That's sort of a big part of it. Can you tell us why you're against it, you and the party? Yeah, well, it's um, it's uh, to to be blunt, it actually makes Canadians less safe Mm -hmm. when they go after law abiding firearms owners with reserves resources, money, essentially taxpayer dollars. And uh, we've seen the previous uh, firearms, the long gun registry cost $2 billion. We don't know what this new plan is going to cost, probably upwards of 3 to $5 billion. Mm-hmm. And we, the reason why it's, we're less safe because of this, because when the focus is on the wrong people, on the good guys, then the bad guys keep getting to walk free. And mm-hmm. so when you see uh, during this particular liberal government's uh, reign, we've seen an increase in homicides in inner cities, and the problem is illegal firearms, mm-hmm. not law-abiding uh, firearms owners or, or legal handguns, frankly. So, again, it's a bit of a bait-and-switch. It, it kind of tells urbanites that, that the Liberals are doing something about guns, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And we're calling on, on them to actually do some real things to really make people more safe in our urban cities. Mm-hmm. I have to ask this because I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure you own guns. Is that I correct? Do. Yes, um, I do. Do you own handguns? I do. Your, okay. Yep. So, you know, as you already said, this is sort of, you think of this, the, the handgun problem mm-hmm. uh, with illegal firearms as an urban Canada problem. Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, kind of the big cities, right? Right. Um, people like you who have handguns kind of in rural cities settings uh, just out of curiosity what what are you using them for because you don't think of hunting with a handgun yeah. immediately right? and we're not allowed to legally mm-hmm. we're only allowed to go to the range and and have some fun and we call it sport shooting yeah i was out there last week it was national range day and i was out with burke forrester uh of the north peace rod and gun club 
And uh, there's either you can compete as a sport in mm -hmm. IPSC, or you can just go out there. I've shot, my kids have gone out there and shot handguns. It's something that we enjoy doing. Part of it's a throwback to our heritage and our history. Sure. Um, so we just enjoy having them. Uh, we do it lawfully, legally, and all the rest of it. I think the irony, and we talked about less safe, uh, while this government is implementing C-21 mm -hmm. and eliminating handguns, they're also um, bringing in a Bill C-5, mm -hmm. which actually lessens consequences for firearms crimes, ironically, for things like um, uh, possessing a prohibited or restricted firearms with ammunition. So this is, these, these are, there used to be um, mandatory minimums for these crimes. Yeah. For offenders convicted of possessing a weapon obtained by commission of an offense, for offenders convicted of weapons trafficking, for offenders convicted of possession for the purpose of weapons trafficking. And uh, I like to bring this one up because, you know, this is a government that's saying they're making this more, they're making us more safe. They're actually lessening uh, sentences for this. Uh, for offenders convicted of robbery where an offense is committed with a firearm or for offenders convicted of extortion. Mm -hmm. So you have on one hand, they say we're going to do make you safe in Canada. And yet they're letting people off easier on, on this with this other legislation. So to me, it's again, it's baffling. Uh, again, it's going after the wrong people, making us less safe. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, this is uh, also in the news because of the uh, unspeakable tragedy that happened right. in the United States in uh, Texas recently. This comes up here every once in a while, too, in Canada. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, because, of course, we see the gun debate often as sort of one side saying, why, why mm. do we have these controls in place? And then the other side saying, we need more controls in place. Right. I'm curious what a conservative government, what you would advocate for instead of the measures that the liberals are proposing. What is it that we yeah. should be doing that you think would actually protect Canadians, as you say? Well, we're looking at, we've talked about it before, but a simplified classifications uh, regime, but also to have a really a, another look at the Firearms Act because it's very convoluted. So you'll see just because of a plastic part attached to a, a particular firearm, one's restricted and one is non-restricted. Mm -hmm. And things even like terms like uh, non-restricted and restricted, they're very confusing to the non-firearms community. Um, you know, a non-restricted and unrestricted sounds identical, but they're completely different, mm -hmm. right? Non-restricted is a very, uh, you know, a specific uh, type of firearm that you have to be you have to have a license for you have to go through the proper channels you get vetted to do that unrestricted is you know op open sales across a, a counter well we're not advocating for that at all we're saying uh, so what we're saying is that that firearms act needs to have a, a look at and it needs to be uh, refined and made better mm -hmm. and so really deal with well, what's the real problem let's tackle the real problem uh, make sure our streets are more safe as a result of what we do. Mm -hmm. So that would be investment in anti-gang kind of gang Absolutely. kind of crime and, and that sort it's, of thing. It's more resources on the border for CBSA. So, you know, a lot of the containers that come in, uh, I don't know if a lot of Canadians know that uh, most of those containers are not even uh, looked through. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's about 1% is what I've heard is the amount that actually get uh, looked in. So uh, can you imagine if we're able to have the resources to even up that by, you know, tenfold, where it's 10%, and how many more firearms that we'll capture by doing that? And then also inner cities and, and policing, and, and what are we giving those inner city uh, police officers who, 
I might add, happened to say, and we've heard recent testimony at our, our public safety committee, that this law that they are trying to implement won't, won't make a stitch of difference to mm-hmm. those crimes in our inner cities. Mm-hmm. Do you think increasing penalties um, would help do the job, making it so that it's so unprofitable to right. be a black market importer, salesperson of guns that that they they just wouldn't bother doing it. Absolutely, and that's what we're saying. That's why we had mandatory minimums in the first place is when you see somebody, uh, you know, an example, a gangbanger in, in Toronto uh, uses a firearm and then they're out on the street uh, within days. There's something wrong there, and that's what we have to tackle. The people that are committing crimes with illegal firearms and, and killing people need to stay behind bars, and we need to, uh, you know, look at the justice aspect, and, and again, uh, a lot of these folks are repeat offenders too, so why are we letting them on the streets again? Uh, we need to tackle that as part mm-hmm. of the problem. Okay. I want to move on now uh, to looking at some positives, if we can, yes. if possible. Uh, often we have you on, you're in opposition, your job is to slap around the government a bit on what they're doing. Um, but I'm wondering if you see some positive out of the session that was, some yeah. things that you uh, and the Conservatives and the government have accomplished to, I don't know, for the betterment yeah. of the country. Is, is there something you're positive about, feeling positive about? Absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, coming out of the COVID restrictions and and all that, I think we've come up with a real positive message. It's time to get back to normal again. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing the government to do some good things. Uh, and, and for in large part, our country has opened up and, and we're pushing more about, uh, you know, getting the mandates lifted from airports and those kind of things that are just slowing everything down needlessly. Um, we're really kind of past. I know there's some still COVID cases out there, so don't get me wrong. It's still a serious issue. But uh, but mandates have really served their purpose, and it's time to move on and, and open things up again. Um, we're just doing uh, focusing on getting our country back on track. We uh, we put a lot of pressure on the government. Uh, I get a lot of questions about, oh, you know, what are you guys doing in Parliament? Uh, every day we're working, I like to say, 24-7 on, on, on getting these guys to make some good decisions. And mm-hmm. in some cases, like uh, we had this week, we had some private members' bills of ours pass. Um, there's a lot of positive things going. Um, it's difficult, though, to, to see the, the successes that we want to based on this, the Liberal and NDP agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they, they're acting as a majority government. It makes it very difficult for us uh, to, to have some positive legislation. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting, uh, and I think I know the answer to this question, are you expecting the Liberals to start scaling back on uh, some spending, perhaps to help battle inflation? That's uh, out of control here and really yeah. all over the place in the world. Well, uh, I serve on Fisheries and Oceans Committee, and as an example, uh, we've seen in the last six years, uh, we looked in, in the estimates, um, the budget alone has increased by 42.3%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're hearing all-time high in problems of the bureaucracy serving uh, people that fish mm-hmm. and people that are actually on the water. So here you have this bloated bureaucracy that's actually doing a worse job than it did before. We mm-hmm. see a 4,000-person a increase in the amount of bureaucrats, full-time equivalent bureaucrats in the system. Um, well, uh, we know that they have to reduce their spending because inflation is out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if these guys get that. Mm-hmm. I think they just, they, and we've seen that the liberal plan, uh, um, what they do is they throw money at things. But it doesn't mean that there's successful outcomes 
uh, outside of, of what's been spent. Hey, if, if we have to spend more money and get better outcomes, mm -hmm. then maybe we should look at that. But when we hear, I, I can just tell you, my staff's in my office right now on hold with Passport Canada. Again, we do this every day for hours because the bureaucracy isn't working. Mm -hmm. And even though they've had massive increases in budgets and bonuses for executives and all the rest. Mm -hmm. So I am not confident that they're reducing their spending. I think Trudeau in the next three years will pull out the stops to have his agenda um, put forward. And, uh, and we're going to do our best to stop his agenda uh, mm -hmm. or slow it down at the very least. Yeah. Well, you brought up passports. Um, I want to ask you about that. Uh, that's yeah. been a huge problem for people getting them timely. Have you seen any improvement on that yet? No, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, over the last probably two months, uh, there was a sort of a regular service that was it was it wasn't good, but it, uh, it was coming in. And with everybody now uh, able to travel, or, or most people able to travel, yeah. uh, we're seeing this massive sort of application process, uh, and it seems to have slowed it to, uh, 10 times. Mm -hmm. And we're, uh, it's really, uh, to me, unacceptable, because we have staff that are in Ottawa that are supposed to be working on behalf of Canadians. And even during COVID, they were supposed to be working from home, but we're seeing, we wonder that if, if they were working from home, because we just haven't seen the results mm -hmm. uh, of that. But that's what we do every day, and we've, uh, we frankly do our best. Uh, we bring up issues in the House. I've had some personal examples that I've spoken about in the House and asked the minister about. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's getting worse, frankly. So, uh, again, we're pushing that changes are being made. We just found out a couple of weeks ago that not all offices, not all staff were even back working, and not all offices were even open again. Mm -hmm. And the question is, well, why aren't they? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Canadians are back to work. Uh, they've been working a lot of them all the way through. Uh, why are our our, uh, our offices that are supposed to be providing services to Canadians? Why are they not open to serve them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got about two minutes left, so we'll make these sure. two quick if we can. Um, I believe you're out. Uh, you've endorsed Pierre Polyevre to uh, be the leader of the Conservative Party. Can you tell us quickly why you think he's the answer? Yeah, he, he really is uh, what we need in, in terms of leadership to get our country back on track. And mm -hmm. he's, his whole message is giving freedom back to Canadians. Um, and he even has a private member's bill uh, to talk about lifting the federal mandates for employment and travel. I don't know, a lot of Canadians still know, we're still seeing Canada postal uh, workers getting fired mm -hmm. because they're, they're on backs and, you know, everybody else is back to normal. Why does Canada still have these draconian uh, mandates for their federal employees? Mm -hmm. uh, so he's, it's all about uh, freedom for Pierre and uh, I think he's the right guy. He's got, uh, um, very similar to Harper in a lot of ways fiscally, and he's got a, a very stiff backbone and, and ready to take on the other side and get things done. So, no, he's great. Uh, I think Canadians are seeing that. Our membership numbers just came in this week. They're massive. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, if he becomes our leader, I think we're going to have a, a good and a good ability to, to correct a lot of things in the country. Yeah. And again, I mean, he, uh, I think in general, tell me if this is unfair, he's a lot more right wing than uh, Aaron O'Toole was, who maybe was a little more red Tory. Do you think this helps get this party a win in the next election if you're appealing to a base that yeah. was probably already going to vote for you anyway? Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that. I'd say he's, uh, Pierre, if you look at a lot of his social policy, he's very middle of the road. Mm -hmm. uh, fiscally, he's very conservative. Um, I think you can compare him a lot to Stephen Harper. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at kind of what they were about, uh, they're very strong on the finance side of things and, and going after that. So I think I don't see him that way. I think I think we do have to have that 
uh, a very strong message in the middle for that voter that might have voted Liberal last time. Mm-hmm. That, uh, well, why should we vote for you that, uh, that we should appeal to them? So I know that's where we're going to be going for is that... Uh, uh, you know, definitely get our conservative voters to vote for us, but also we need another five to ten percent of the other guys. So, mm-hmm. um, and and that's what I would call the middle uh, that are just looking for solid fiscal management and asking for their freedoms again. Okay, and finally, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Medal. Of course, Queen Elizabeth II uh, celebrating her seventieth yes. year on the throne. Uh, they're offering these uh, Jubilee medals, which you have a nomination form available yeah, so on the uh, website. T- Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. So it's actually a medallion. It's not a medal oh, with a ribbon. It's, a, it's like a large coin. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we found out the Prime Minister wasn't going to issue medals, uh, it was a big thing in 2012 when we had the, the Queen Jubilee Medal then. So we're having a process. You can nominate uh, individuals uh, that... And we're looking for that just unsung hero that might have you know, worked at the Salvation Army for 20 years and, uh, you know... Uh, we want those kind of people, and we want their nominations. You can get a form off our website, bobzimmer.ca, or we have a householder that's coming out that has that uh, application on there. We're doing 70 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're numbered 1 to 70, and we're going to be presenting them this summer. So uh, please get your nominations in as soon as you can. All right, Bob. Well, thank you for making time for us. I Thanks, appreciate Ray. it. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity, always. Absolutely. That's Bob Zimmer, the MP for Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies, joining us on Moose Talks. We'll be right back to talk with Margaret May all about the impact Sue Popescu has had on this community right after this on Moose Talks. Do you have some good news you'd like to share with the community? I've got good news. We here at Moose FM know that the news has been bleak lately and want to spread some positivity. Whether you're fundraising for the SPCA or saw some kids selling lemonade in your neighborhood, we want to hear about it. Email us at news at moosefm.ca and we'll share your good news right after the 7.30 news and online at moosefm and energeticcity.ca. Good news brought to you by Frontier Law. We look forward to hearing from you. There is always something going on in the energetic city and staff from the city of Fort St. John Recreation Department have planned a variety of exciting programs and events. Here's what's coming up. The North Peace Cultural Center is celebrating 30 years of bringing arts and culture to the energetic city. The month of June will bring us 30 days of arts to help celebrate, including activities June 9th to the 11th. For more information, visit the City of Fort St. John Recreation page on Facebook and the city's website at fortstjohn.ca. Many people think that the only way to write off your debt is through a bankruptcy. Contact Beverly & Associates to learn how you can reduce your debt by as much as 80% all while avoiding bankruptcy. Our consultations are always free, whether it's in person or from the comfort and privacy of your home. A fresh start is closer than you think. And no matter what your circumstances are, we have options for you. Visit DebtHelpBC.com for more information. We are Beverly & Associates, licensed insolvency trustees, and we can help. YMCA Licensed Summer Club is the best way for school-aged children to spend their summer staying active, engaged, and connected. Our weekly themes ensure the whole summer is filled with fun experiences. Enjoy outdoor play, crafts, group activities, and even field trips. Children can join by the week or on a part-time basis to meet every family's needs. Discover why YMCA Licensed Summer Club is much more than you'd expect at nbc.ymca.ca. 
ranges, fridges, washers, dryers, and mattresses. Brad's Furniture and Appliances has them all. Get a Frigidaire Gallery electric range with built-in air fryer for $12.99.99. A GE Profile French Door Fridge with ice and water, $21.99.99. An Electrolux Front Load Laundry Pair, $21.99.99. Save $500. Plus, Canadian-made RV Queen mattresses starting at $3.99. Brad's Furniture and Appliances in the Northgate Mall and also on Facebook. Better call small. The shift in the summer event is on now at Fort City Chrysler. Right now, qualified truck owners can receive up to $7,500 in savings on classic Ram 1500s. And there's thousands in loyalty cashbacks on Jeeps. Every customer who comes in to test drive at Fort City Chrysler will receive an entry in the 25th anniversary July giveaway. Hurry in, the savings are heating up at the shift in the summer event. Only at Fort City Chrysler, only in Fort St. John, where customers become family. Date night is important. It's a time to connect, a time to disengage from work, your phone, and spend time with the ones you love the most. Now that more businesses and restaurants are open, you have the chance to paint the town red with your favorite person. All you need to do is tell us why you deserve a night out, and the more detailed, the better. You'll be entered to win a $400 date night package courtesy of Veronica's Closet, Olio's Pizza, Carter's Jewelers, and Precision Customs. Winners are announced at the end of every month. Go to moosefm.ca slash contest for your chance to win. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now to talk a bit about the impact, Sue Popescu, I'm having trouble with that today, Uh, what impact she's had on the arts community and the community in whole uh, as she is about to receive the uh, posthumously, the Freedom of the City of Fort St. John at a Remembering Sioux uh, event tomorrow at the North Peace Cultural Center. To talk a bit about that, we're joined now by the Vice President of the Fort St. John Arts Council, Margaret May. Margaret, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here today. Um, It seems weird to say, let's talk about Sioux's impact on the community because it's hard to believe anyone would not already know that. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is. She was well, certainly well known around the community, but I, I think it's I think it's still important that mm-hmm. we we acknowledge that. I mean, it was it was one of the sad things for many people, of course, during COVID that uh, we were unable to have memorials and you know celebrations of lives that that we lost during that period of time. So so I do think it's important to give give her her due and, mm-hmm. and and have that moment to actually sit down and remember all the things that she she did for this community and meant for the community and. Um, the energy that she poured into her efforts to make this community a better place. Yeah, and in so many ways, um, I'm going to let you talk about the arts and uh, the Arts Council uh, part of it, but of course she's a founder of the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation. It's a, like a major thing uh, that, that she helped start. Um, uh, she helped get the North Peace Cultural Center kind of built and the funding for it, and just arts in general. She was always around Stage North. She was doing garage sales just in my brief time knowing her. Uh, she was always busy. She came here and would uh, often talk about arts things going on. Can you measure her impact in the arts community? Would, would this community really exist without her? It's it's hard to measure. I mean, I, I suppose we we have to say that in some form it would, mm-hmm. because there there was there's lots of people out there that that want arts and want to to move it forward. And Sue herself would be the first to say that she didn't do all this alone. She yeah. worked with people, and even the building the cultural center, she was the big driving force behind it. And uh, 
Uh, but she had she had people at her side working, and many of them have passed as well, like Tony Atkins and Heather Hannaford. But mm-hmm. but she was also, but she was a mentor. You know, mm-hmm. she was a mentor to to so many of us, and 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 encouraged, always encouraged. If you had an idea and you were doing the best you could, she would encourage and push forward. And and she had just never stopped. I mean, she never she never gave up. She never. She she was a visionary. She had always had ideas, and you never heard Sue going, "Wow, this would be great if somebody could do this." It was, <laughs> "I have an idea, let's do it," and, and she would, and we'd go, "Okay, we'll do it." It's uh, you know, and so she sort of inspired other people to sort of follow along in her wake. And so there was a lot. I mean, I don't know if we'd have the cultural center or not. There was other people that were pushing for it too. But mm-hmm. you know, with her energy and her, I mean, she had that. <laughs> she was a great fundraiser too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could. She always said too. She said, "I got. If you got a good thing, if you got a good idea, the money's out there. You'll mm-hmm. you'll find it. There's a way to find it." And and she always did. And of course, it sort of came full circle and that she was. She was a big driver behind getting the renovations done in the in the theater and getting the funding to put that in place, you know, more than 25 years after the, the you know, the cultural center opened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the Arts Council, a lot of the inspiration she had, you know, propelled us forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she certainly had a, a big impact on the arts, and mm-hmm. it's probably as vibrant as it is now. It has a lot to do with what she did. What does it mean to you? You were a mentor by her and a friend of hers, of course. And, and do you think, what does it mean to the larger kind of community yeah, your arts community even, that Sue's set to posthumously receive the freedom of the city. Do you think that's her due? Do you, do you think it's important that she gets recognized with this this sort of uh, um, honor that's really only bestowed very rarely on kind of the most highly respected and, and kind of honorable people in our community? I, I absolutely think it's her due and, and it's, you know, well-deserved for the amount of effort and that she put into into the community and what she did for the community it's and and she would she herself would say it's it's you know it's this award's going to the whole arts community i mean because she was she was never about herself mm-hmm. which of course is one of the admirable things about sue is that she she did it for the good of the community she would see a need and i i i've talked to sue a lot we we, we were in the arts post a lot together and we'd chat and of course I was picking her brain all the time trying to learn and and one time I asked her I said well how do you keep going when things you know you have setbacks and disappointments and and uh, you know she said well you know she thinks it's important but she said you know I, I was always able to go home and look at myself in the mirror and know that all that effort she made wasn't for herself it was it was for the it was for something that she felt was important and was good. It wasn't for self-aggrandizement. It wasn't to, you know, for profit on her part. It was, it was, you know, so of all the people I've known, she was very selfless mm-hmm. in the things that she did. And so, you know, for many reasons that, I mean, every time I walk at that cultural center, of course, I'm grateful for that alone, never mm-hmm. mind all the other, you know, have you, you coming from the Sage North side. I mean, she, she worked hard to see theater thrive in this community and, yeah, uh, it's it's well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been just about two years since her passing now, or it has been uh, anyway. Um, and of course, we still see her impact on everything. The community hub, even I remember when you came by mm-hmm. and talked about that. She she was kind of in on that, kind of at the very beginning as well. Um, what do you think Sue th- would think about the direction arts and culture is heading in Fort Saint John? Uh, you know, kind of since since she's passed, you think she'd be proud of what she's seen and sort of how p- others have picked up the mantle? 
I hope so. And we've actually even said that in our group. So, we, you know, something, if we've kind of achieved something, especially if it was something like the, the, the feasibility study for the Creative Hub, which was something that she dreamed of mm-hmm. for a long time, or setting up, uh, we, we were able to set up an endowment fund for the arts in the, through the Arts Council, and that was a big dream she had for, for years to come. So we, we've even said, it. well, I hope Sue would be happy with what we're doing. I mean, I mean Sue always had lots to say about things that should be done, too, yeah. and so I'm sure she would have, have lots of comments on where we should be going as well. But I hope, I hope that she would be happy, and I know she'd be She'd be happy in some respects that we're pushing forward with the Creative Hub because I think pretty sure Sue started talking about the Creative Hub like the day after the doors <laughs> opened to the, to the to the cultural center. So, um, so in that respect, I think she would I think she would be pleased. And of course, it's going to take many more than one person to replace Sue. Absolutely. And so we've kind of feel like the the mantle is kind of dropped on some of us to at least try and push forward and and uh, you know even if we're individually a pale reflection of what she was able to do. Wonderful. Well, Margaret, I really appreciate you coming by and uh, chatting about this today. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. And, and just so everybody knows, it yeah. starts at 3.30 tomorrow at the Cultural Centre, and we'd really love to see the community out to kind of share share our memories of, of our friend. Absolutely. All right, that's Margaret May with the uh, Fort St. John Arts Council. Again, remembering Sue tomorrow at 3.30, you said, right at the North Peace Cultural Centre. Uh, stop on by, uh, watch, and uh, enjoy the proceedings. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks right after this. Right now at Wendy's, you can get our new breakfast biscuit sandwich for just $1.99. Applewood smoked bacon or savory sausage, a freshly cracked Canadian egg on a flaky biscuit, all for just $1.99. At participating Wendy's until June 19th, taxes extra. Do you have some good news you'd like to share with the community? I've got good news. We here at Moose FM know that the news has been bleak lately and want to spread some positivity. Whether you're fundraising for the SPCA or saw some kids selling lemonade in your neighborhood, we want to hear about it. Email us at news at moosefm.ca and we'll share your good news right after the 7.30 news and online at moosefm and energeticcity.ca. Good news brought to you by Frontier Law. We look forward to hearing from you. In need of a creative design service that can look after all of your promotional needs? Look no further. Tyson with Graphics Man has followed all the pandemic control recommendations and stayed hidden in his home studio for the past two years, but now he's moving to his new downtown location at 105 14 101 Ave across from Gator's Gym. They have an in house large format printer for signs, decals, t shirts, and more. For fast and efficient work, contact Graphics Man at 250 793 6766. Creating Energy, Northern Resource Conference, presented by Tourmaline. We are investing in the future today, bringing together the leading LNG voices in the country to the north, covering topics like investment in northern oil and gas industry, investing in net zero innovation in the north, and investing in our indigenous partnerships on the path to reconciliation. Join us for this unique hybrid event on June 22nd and 23rd, coming to you virtually and in person. And don't forget the fun, too, by signing up for the BC LNG Golf Tournament on June 24th. It's Justin, the president at the Fort St. John Chamber. Check out the details on FSG chamber.com for conference ticket and sponsorship details it's showtime this saturday night oventive event center brett kissel brings his showtime tour to dawson creek with special guest jade eagleson tickets are on sale now online at tigerboxofficeplus.ca in person at the tiger box office plus or by phone don't miss brett kissel live brett's album what is life available now 
Summer is almost here, and our summer camps are 60% full. Stop looking for something to keep the kids entertained this summer. The Wiggles and Giggles Group Daycare is now offering a summer camp for school-aged children up to the age of 12. Our camps run from 6.45 a.m. Monday to Friday, except for stat holidays, and we accept the affordable child care benefit. Plus, you get to pick the weeks you need care. Keep your kids entertained while you're at work this summer with the help of the Wiggles and Giggles Group Daycare. We are already 60% full. To reserve your spot, visit wigglesandgigglesdaycare.ca or call 250-785-5438. Have a website? Call 250-787-7100 and ask how advertising on Moose FM will boost your website activity. (sighs) There's nothing like waking up in the great outdoors. Water, trees, quiet, everything that makes your weekend perfect. Whether you travel with a tent or RV, listen Thursday and Friday at 7.50 a.m. and 4.50 p.m. and we will keep you updated on where to head for a weekend camping trip. No matter what direction your travel takes you, there's always somewhere to check out. On the road to Liard Hot Springs? Heading down south? Maybe you're attending an event. Listen to 100.1 Moose FM for every detail you need with the Camping Report. The Camping Report, brought to you by Backcountry, helping you enjoy the great outdoors. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests Bob Zimmer and Margaret May for stopping by today. You can check out energeticcity.ca slash podcast to hear old episodes of this show, including this one in just a few minutes. And our Before the Peace and Voices of the Peace podcast. They're both wonderful and they both have new episodes available now for your listening pleasure. Again, check out our podcast page, uh, energeticcity.ca slash podcast. Well, that's our show for today. Trey Lopashinsky is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Are you looking for the right individual to fill your job openings? Become an exhibitor at the Fort St. John Job Fair June 21st at the Pomeroy Hotel and Conference Center. This is an opportunity for you to meet talented local people for your company. To become an exhibitor, visit fsjjobfair.ca or call 250-787-7100. The Fort St. John Job Fair June 21st at the Pomeroy Hotel and Conference Center. Presented by Work BC and Moose FM. Energetic Country 100.1 Moose FM. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.